Kevin. Um, Chad. You're here. We're, I'm here. Should we do a podcast? <laughs> hey, I mean, we might as well, right? Well, let's For try For some it. reason, I have headphones connected to my head, so <laughs> let's just do this thing. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. This is the Candid Athletic Training Podcast. He's the smart one. I'm the sarcastic one. Oh, I like it. Yeah, well, it's true. <laughs> it's true. You are the smart one, and I am the sarcastic one. Uh, and this is a podcast for athletic trainers. And everybody else. And anybody who's interested in athletic yeah. training. So, um, how well, you doing? I'm pretty good. You know what I am? I'm sore, is what I am. You're sore. Yeah. The gym. Uh, somehow, your, um, I guess, lovely significant other has convinced my significant other to join a gym, which convinced me to join a gym. (laughs) Ipso facto. (laughs) (laughs) Which has created many, many muscular soreness places. Ipso Um, facto, I'm your boss. I think I have doms. I I couldn't even tell you how many places I have doms going Can you get doms immediately? I get doms exactly 24 hours after. It's just like my poops. Oh, yeah, we talked about that last yep. week. I seriously, if I do a workout and it's hard enough, I it's if I did it at seven o'clock in the morning, the next day seven o'clock, uh, I'm, I'm starting to get sore. I'm usually like a thirty, more like a thirty-six hour Ooh, oh, soreness. Direct next day. The the great thing is, is if I don't work out, I don't get sore. That's true. <laughs> so, That's very true. Yeah, it's fine. I I rode that train for a while. Yeah, I was living the high life. As they say, the actual but, high life, Miller high life. I mean, pro. I mean, I'm sure I had a few. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap up last week, and we can sure. we can get on to tonight's episode, yeah, which is going to be a good one. Why not? We got some fun stuff planned for you tonight. Um, last week we talked about uh, several things. Um, we did, and somehow cottage cheese came up because <laughs> it sucks. And we put up a poll <laughs> on our social media which is candid underscore ATC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you want to follow us on the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Um, do you like cottage cheese? Poll results went as follows. Yes. 43%. <laughs> you were no, trying, 57%. You were trying to trick people there. Yeah. You were trying to trick people yeah. there. So 57, no, basically three out of every five don't like cottage cheese and two out of five. Do. My athletes are in love with it though. Really? Like, I had a couple of baseball players, and this is what they said. Cottage cheese and ground beef mixed. I, I hear, swear to God. Do you hear the silence? Yeah. Um, I, I thought I was like, I'm like, are you guys, for real, they swear by it. These are also people that choose to play baseball for fun and go to college playing it. Yep. Weirdos. Yep. So <laughs> that was that was the, I'm gonna, the recipe. I'm going to try it one time. I told them I would try it one time to see. Ground beef and cottage cheese. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how. Jesus, I, mean, I can do anything once. Man, no. <laughs> so um, another big topic this week was bathroom breaks. Yep. Um, do you take them? How often you take them? As uh, many times as possible. A lot. Of, we had some fun responses on there, uh, and we did have a poll: is do you take them during like an event, like oh. it, worst case scenario, worst timing? You, you there's a, a match going on, a game going on, something. Yeah. Do you leave? To use the restroom. Do you? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to go. You got to go. I mean. Mother nature. I, it's like, um, it's a risk probability. Yeah. You know, that 1%, that 1% of 1% of the game I'm going to miss, is yep. there something that's going to happen? Uh-huh. Murphy's Law would say yes. Yeah. Murphy's Law <laughs> says, of course, as soon as you. Of course. Actually, there was one time I went to, um, I went to the bathroom during a practice, an indoor practice, baseball, yeah. uh-huh. and I was I was doing a number two, <laughs> and someone um, kneecap went out. Oh, yeah, tough. I got out ten minutes later. And they're like, Chad, where have you been? I'm like, I'm sorry. Oh gosh. And it took a oh. good ten minutes to put it back in place. Flex your quad for Christ's sake. Yeah, it um, was um, it was traumatic for him. Yeah, I bet. But. We actually were just talking about it this week. Remember that one time you went to the bathroom and I oh. subluxed my knee or current player dislocated huh? my knee? Yeah. Yeah. So um, Does he trust you with anything? Yeah, he he yeah, he's in all the time. <laughs> he he loves me. I think we're lucky though. So 
Well, I never, I didn't have practices, right? Yeah, that's. I was, I was thinking never about like that by yesterday. Myself for the most part. Yeah. Um, In professional, it's just game, game, yeah. game, game, game. And like, if something, say, something happened on the field during batting practice, I mean, either I was out there or my strength and conditioning guy was out there. Um, so there would, there was a a relay of things that would happen, but I, I mean, a game. So it's a very common practice in minor league baseball. You text the other athletic trainer from the other team and say, hey, can you cover the field for a little bit? I'll be back in an inning. And it's always yes. You know, if you got to poop, they got to poop. You know, you just cover for them. If you have to poop at the same time, do you have to rock, paper, scissors via text? I mean, absolutely. (laughs) Like you you look look at each other across the field and you – Rock, one, two, three, hit, and, uh, you know, hopefully you came out on top. Um, so our poll, two hundred close to 250 votes on this. Which 50, is like all of America. 51%. 51 to 49. Yes. Got to go, yeah. got to go. So yeah. um, that was fun. Uh, lastly, we, we got into last week's uh, fictional athletic trainer debate um, revolved around Iron Man versus Ant-Man. Correct. Uh, we started with the is Iron Man the most important um, to the Marvel universe, uh, yeah. and it basically was. Do you think he's more important than Captain America? Yeah. Sixty um, percent thought that Iron Man was the most important, and then forty percent said Captain America was. Which furthers my point of when did Iron Man become so important to Marvel? When Robert Downey yeah, signed, I guess, contract, right? I guess. I don't know. Um, and then we put up um, who would be the better athletic trainer, Iron Man or Ant Man, and we both said Ant Man would be. Yeah. Seventy-one um, percent of the voters disagreed with us, so seventy-one percent of the voters didn't listen to last week's episode. They were wrong, <laughs> or they just they they went they couldn't get past the uh, the the really bold outgoing personality that he brings to the table which i can well, respect that i mean yeah I think, he's he's a super sarcastic and he's my, always the smartest guy in the room yeah so right? no matter what we hear you we disagree but we hear you you're wrong so <laughs> um other than that i think we can we can talk about we can just get into tonight's episode hey i'm looking forward to it all right Kevin, Chad. before we get on to our normal, I got a pop quiz for you. Oh, I love pop quizzes. I'm always ready for them. Are you? <laughs> Good. So, um, mental health, important or not important? I'm going to say important. Important? How yeah. important? Very important. Very important. Um, do you feel like having uh, a mental health platform for your athletes would be Beneficial. Very. Very beneficial? Yes. On a scale of not beneficial or very beneficial, you're going to go <laughs> with beneficial. Be very beneficial. Okay, next question. Got it. Let's say you're working with an athlete that has a mental health issue. Yeah. All right. Do you want it easier or harder? Easier. 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 Okay. Okay, last question on this pop quiz. Oh, I'm nervous. All right. So let's just say there was a proactive mental health and screening tool that you could use to yeah. help somebody with a mental health issue. Okay. Is that good or bad? Uh, it's wonderful. It's actually. wonderful. <laughs> Chad, I think our friends over at Healthy Roster actually have created the first proactive screening and alert platform that sends a simple text-based survey to your athletes and alerts either the athletic trainer or the mental health provider when somebody scores something that is at risk. Are you talking about their safe platform? That is what I'm talking about, the SAFE platform. What, what does SAFE stand for? Screen, alert, facilitate, and engage with at-risk athletes. That is awesome. So if you want more information on how to help your athletes, uh, Healthy Roster is hosting a webinar on October 2nd and also on October 3rd. You can register today at healthyroster.com backslash webinars. Kevin, what, where do you want to start tonight's episode? Um, I'm going to start with Rambo. <laughs> Okay, so you want to do our fictional athletic trainer. Oh, God. Sylvester Stallone. So Rambo 
Last Blood, First Blood, Last Blood. Last Blood, First Blood, two. All the blood. All the blood came out this week on Rambo. I haven't seen any Rambo. I've seen three of them. But we were just looking at it. I had no idea there was a Rambo 4 and 5 before there was this Last Blood one. Holy crap. Oh, my, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's um, let's compare Rambo. That's a lot of machine guns. That's a lot of 50 cals just being held with one hand, just shooting. <laughs> Some bicep. Isometric <laughs> bicep. Um, and, yeah, Sylvester Stallone. Whoa, sl- Sly. Sly Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I've only had three handfuls of Sour Patch Kids, Ooh. so I'm not there yet. Well, that, they're, that's because they're kicking in. <laughs> yep. They're kicking in. Uh, to Rocky, his other real famous character, uh, probably Rocky. his two most popular yeah. characters. I would, I would hope so. <laughs> let's um, <laughs> let's let's compare them and see who would be the let's better fictional athletic trainer. Do you have let's, any Do you have any strong opinions on this? Strong, I uh, know, not strong, okay. but I have opinions. Okay, where where do you um, want to go with this? Well, let's start with Rambo. Okay, uh, so he is, he's like the ultimate weapon when it comes down to warfare right he can do anything right john rambo john rambo is an ultimate survivor he's an ultimate marksman he's an ultimate like knife wielding uh zero percent body fat maniac yeah i had hands Um, knives and guns knives and guns but he's also like a survival master right so he can he could survive in any situation trained medic Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, he's so he's a Green Beret. Yep. Um, and those guys are... Yeah, I, re- I read the, on the uh, his profile. It said he was trained medic. Yeah. So I think wound care, I think he's got, he's got it locked it. down. Yeah. Got probably it locked down. more so than me. Ah, probably. Uh, more than both of us put together. Yeah. But not only that, but I, I think he would be really in a situation where he had to just figure out how to... Uh, I don't know, wrap up. I'm talking band aid on a guy. Like, do you trust he him would to do figure that? Figure it out. <laughs> I sure hope so. Well, meaning like, it's a band aid. It's a band aid, but I'm saying like, you oh. know, every once in a while, in between innings, you're on the sideline, pressure situation. There's three seconds left in a basketball game. That guy needs to get back out out there. He's sweaty as all can be. You can't just slap the band aid on. You gotta wrap some power flex on there and oh my god now that like like is wrinkly and ah crap like i'm the world is ending because this athlete's not on the field i don't think he's having that situation he's definitely probably going to be cool calm under pressure there is no pressure that he hasn't no he's no okay not at all now he's got some psych issues he should contact our friends at healthy roster yeah He's got a little bit of PTSD going on. Yep. Um, so that does play into his character. Every once in a while, he needs to have a freak out in order to get back to his job. So, um, yeah, that's what I got. What else? What do you got? Um, I had the fact. Well, I was just kind of comparing them uh, in the big picture. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Rocky is kind of at first glance is seen as the more sympathetic. Sure. Like he wants to make everybody happy kind of thing. Uh And Rambo is, I guess is portrayed as the kind of the cold blooded killer, like less sympathetic, but they said kind of, if you get behind beyond that, he would do anything for his, his kind of, um, his crew, his, you know, his colleagues. Yeah. Like he would kind of unit is whatever Uh his his unit. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Just like loyal. Beyond all loyal. Beyond like, loyal. You know, that athlete right. trainer that would do anything for their athlete? Yeah. I think that's Rambo. Yeah. At the same time... I think Rocky's also probably right there. He wants to make everybody happy. He does. He does. He always did. Yeah. He's always... He was fighting for other people for the most part. Um, I will say this, though. Rambo would not do very well with the angry parent or parent <laughs> that has too many questions about yeah. their high school athlete be a tricky tricky thing yeah he's not very good with those kind of situations i think both are he might lock down the school and like figure out how to hurt some people so (laughs) rocky was a kind of a poor communicator that's because he 
couldn't talk very well. He got hit in the head too well, many times. I, I think that's part of it. I, and <laughs> Rambo, somewhat the same thing, right? Spoke in a lot of one-word sentences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I did read somewhere that he was pretty intelligent and spoke multiple languages. So Ah, uh, yeah. I, he had to survive in many situations, um, right? So I think he just is a really, like, chosen, like, how, you know, doesn't speak often, but it's well planned out maybe. Sure, sure. So, I just, I'm just thinking evals here. Okay. I don't know who would All be right. better. There you go. I don't know. I don't know mm. if either could really get through a full eval. Mm. Rambo, yeah, would... Rambo breaks down mentally halfway through and just, <laughs> I'm not sure. And Rocky would just be like, oh, you know, uh, hey, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, lift your arm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I don't have a ton of personality for either one. They're both wow. kind of. Okay. So Rocky, he's pretty damn resilient. Yep. Right. So I don't think he's getting tired at 11 p.m. when the game goes to overtime or extra innings. He, he's focused. He's in there. I right? think they probably both are. I, I'm sure, yeah, but yeah. I'm just, I'm, you know, Rocky's, that's what he's known for. Rocky's right? the underdog. Yes, absolutely, at all times. You just want to root for him because he's truly the underdog in all situations. Yep. Now, one huge factor for Rocky in my eyes is that we have now seen Rocky in multiple movies be a really good teacher. Oh, yeah. Like, he's been able yep. to take his craft, He and he never, he never like, That's teaches. I didn't think of him in that role. Yeah, like, that, that, like, this is how you throw a punch, but this is how you, like, have a, throw a punch with conviction. Sure. This is how you, this is the mindset you need to have in order to be successful with what you're doing. So I'm, I'm only here to make you better at what you're already doing, which I think is very important as an athletic trainer, is that we're not, we're not here to teach people how to be athletes. We're really just here to help them get the best out of what they're already doing. It's that consultant role. Yep, exactly. Yeah. That's a great point. I hadn't even thought of. I, I just obviously you think about the boxing matches and, yeah. but later uh-huh. in the movies he's passing the knowledge down. Yep, that's re- really well done. So. It's tough. I mean, because I don't. I Rocky's just, not I think the they, smartest tool in the shed. Yeah, Rambo's probably smarter, but yeah, he's just personalities, man, rough, and there are a lot of similarities to these two. The physicality of both. Yep. You can't both say that one's jacked. significantly better than the <laughs> other. Uh, I think no. based on your teaching point, I, you swayed me. Sure. And the fact that I mean. Rambo might go off at any point and make things a lot worse. And Rocky's not going to do that. I, I'm also going Rocky. Because okay. I, I think more than anything, to be a good athletic trainer, we need to be able to connect with our athletes. And so, therefore, I mean, we saw it in Creed. He knows how to connect with even the most gifted slash, like, mentally, like, frustrated athlete that he's encountered hmm. like and he, he got through to him and like taught taught him how to go about his business in the right way did you see creed 2 i have not seen creed I 2 haven't either. yet let's put answer. that on the to-do list for this Heck week yeah hell yeah all right i can't wait to see it well i got i really got nothing to add i mean no. we'll, we'll put up rocky. a poll let's see what the people say but i i have a hard time thinking that rocky's not going to come out ahead in this one. Oh, because everybody loves the old yeah, rock how do you not? Ah, rock Rock, nah. you're gonna. Nah. What does he say? You're gonna mm. shit lightning and crap thunder. <laughs> and the FMK of the week is. Oh, <laughs> uh, where Chad. are we going? <laughs> Would you rather FMK? Uh, Did I get the quote right? What? Did I even get the quote? The quote I right? Oh man, I, you're you're off the chain right now. You're Rambo. Somebody right will now. tell me if I got the quote wrong. I I'm, know it. Dave, I'm, tell I'm me. I'm pretty sure Dave will. Dave, <laughs> let me know what the freaking quote. Or I mean, I can look it up on IMDb, but I'll just wait for Dave. D- did you say crap lightning? Well, what did you say? Yeah, it's Mick, the trainer. He goes, you're going to be a greased whatever, whatever. You're going to 
crap thunder and shit lightning or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. It's something along those lines. Dave, let me know. It's the it's the rocky version of you know sting like a bee. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. All right. Okay, so, we're on. We're, we're on to what's next, like Belichick oh. here. Um, would you would you rather? Or no, FM- that's not this episode. Okay. <laughs> I've said that two weeks in a row now. FMK for me, please. Okay. Working in windy conditions, rainy conditions, or cold conditions. Yeah, it's fall, and we just got our first dose of kind of early fall here in Wisconsin, and it's crappy as always. Um, the weather is always an issue here. The weather um, outside so is some of weather. our friends, the weather, <laughs> forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, you can't sneak that one by me. <laughs> uh, windy, rainy, and cold. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm going to start with the rain, and I'm going to F it. Oh, okay. Um, I've already told you, and I've told the people once before, that the only, the big, my biggest thing, and the only thing that's really going to set me off is wet socks. Yep. So I originally thought I was going to just kill rain right off the bat, and the more I thought about it, I'm like, nope, I'm going to F the rain. Mostly because I bought some, some really nice weatherproof boots, yeah. And they work wonders. Yeah, so I don't do. have to deal with that anymore. Good boy. Um, the other really nice thing, the nice thing about the rain is if it rains hard enough, you can go home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, can get, you can be done. Okay? Yeah, exactly. And lastly, I mean, it, it can be, it can, the rain can make things a little sloppy. Oh, and it can be fun. Okay. Mm. And entertaining to watch. Oh, wow. And that's sloppy, all I'm going to say about that. entertaining. <laughs> Sometimes sloppy can be just a little unique. Yep. Um, I'm going to kill the wind. Yeah. Because you can't hide from it. It doesn't matter. Okay. All right. And it just really makes, like, especially with baseball, like, nobody wants to play baseball in the wind. It just makes everything an adventure, and it's just stupid. And <laughs> all of a sudden, there's 19 errors in a game, and now yes. you got to work an extra three hours. Yeah. And it's just, you can't, you just can't get away from the wind here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to marry the cold. Which wow. surprised me a little bit. Yeah. But me it's too. like this. Been there, done that. <laughs> we are Wisconsinites. I think it's almost like a sense of accomplishment for us to say, hey, we can brave the cold where other people can't. It's like a badge of honor being like, Yeah, I worked in thirty below. It's no yeah. big deal. Like, it, oh, you you think twelve degrees yeah. is cold? Yeah. Oh, wait till so, you get to Wisconsin. Um, yeah, not everybody can work in the cold like we can. Oh, everybody in Minnesota right now is being like, Hey, yeah. We work in the cold and the snow. Yeah. So um, I think it's a, like I said, it's a maybe a badge of honor. It's something you have to earn and work for, and that's that's why I'm marrying it. Okay. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to F rain as well. All right. My single point is that there's always a point in the rain when you're working that you just get wet enough. Mm-hmm. That you say, "F it, I don't care anymore." <laughs> and oh, you just, and you're like, "Whatever." Like I, I'm just wet. I'm gonna get wet. And that's all it's gonna be. Like I, I'm not gonna fight this anymore. I'm literally just gonna f it. Okay. Right. Okay. So I'm gonna marry the wind, though. Oh. Because we both work in an environment or have worked in an environment where we're in a dugout. And we can't hide from the wind, all right? And so I think more often than not, I can I can figure out how to just deal with it. And then really, unless it's combined with the cold, I don't really mind wind because it's really not affecting my job, right? It's affecting the play out on the field, mm-hmm. and it's ugly to watch. But yep. honestly, it's not affecting me. And so fair enough. I'll take it, right? That I'm gonna kill the cold, which I was also surprised. I thought I was gonna marry the cold or at least f it, because I don't mind the cold. I'm, I'm, I'm a Wisconsinite, right? And I'm Irish. Like <laughs> it's in my bones to be able to survive the cold, um, and rain. But if I could get rid of it, I would not be mad at it, right? When I was working in the South and it was always hot and honestly windy i still took that over the 37 degrees in april 
at in Chicago sitting in a dugout. Um, it was just that's just not fun because I think you can't escape the cold. You can, because if it gets to a point, they're gonna say, "Go inside. We'll be done." I don't know. I've I've never I've never exper- I've never worked a game that they called it off because it was too cold. I have. There's really? a co- there's a rule college baseball like that's because you use aluminum bats. Wind chill at the start of a game, it's like a wind chill thing. Uh-huh. So it's it's a little combination, but there's it's probably, temperature I mean, based. Yeah, it, there's it, probably it, that in the major leagues too, or in minor leagues, but it's probably all based. I mean, you just well you're the just thing not is there, the thing right? is you're playing in the summer months. Like pro ball starts two months later. Yeah, April first. Yeah, usually somewhere in there. And you're, I mean, April first and well, I guess March is. March down, is different yeah. though. I mean, March is just definitely spring training. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so I'm marrying wind, f and the rain, and I'm killing the cold. All right. Interesting. All right. Um, Last. I mean, top five. Okay, so how about we asked a million and a half athletes. <laughs> What their favorite thing that was a non-person in the athletic training room was or yeah. is. Um, we only took 100 of them, even though a million and a half answers. We asked, we asked a million, <laughs> and we got 100 responses. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think they said? All right. Their so favorite I, non-person. Number one is the either the DMS, the Theragun, or the Hyperbolt. I okay. put them all in the same thing. So, so some sort of massage gun. Self-massage gun. That made the list. Yeah. Not number one, though. I'm going to say the hot whirlpool. Did not make the list. Oh, dang. You're going to be surprised. The Mark Pro or H-Wave. Did not make the list. Dang. Well, these athletes these are, are athletes. not. These are athletes. These are not the uh, smartest. Normatech. Normatech. Or recovery pump. Boots. Recovery boots. Recovery boots. Number one on the list. Yeah. And then. Do you have one more? The last one. The TV. Oh, that's a great answer. <laughs> but it did not make the list. What? No. Come on. So uh, you, you got the top two. All right. Uh, recovery boots. Yep. You know, Normatech, whatever. I don't even know the other brands because we have Normatechs in ours. Recovery, uh, recovery, recovery boots, pump. Recovery pump. Recovery, recovery pump. Yeah. So that got 24 of 100 votes. Yep. Massage gun got 12 out okay. of the 100. Uh, ice bath got 11 oh, votes. Okay. I went the other way. Yeah, right. you went the hot, yeah. tub, the hot okay. tub. Um, Good Barbara for them. Hernandez. That's a Saturday Night Live skit. Um, <laughs> with seven votes, ice. What? People like ice. Turn this podcast off. <laughs> I know. Somebody's got <laughs> Athletes are clearly not listening to us. Jesus. Um, and in fifth place with six votes, uh-huh. cupping. Oh, People gosh. love the cupping. This is your B-Y-O-T. O-T. Um, so, do you have, I mean, obviously we're not ice people. No. But, um, I mean, the, they make, I can see where they make sense to an athlete. Sure. I mean, that they enjoy yeah. doing it. They, yeah. they They feel, like, good about it. Hey, congratulations. Um, you numbed something. So, the fun answers. One athlete said the bed. I the bed. They, yeah, the bed. Oh, so I think that bed. meant they just fall asleep on an athletic training table. Maybe. Or there's a bed in a training room somewhere. Um, athletic training room. Not one, but two people said the STEM machine. Oh, the STEM machine. <laughs> so God, that, one's for, still, that one's for I'm, Carly. That's her biggest pet peeve. Is when I'm people still say looking STEM. for a STEM machine. I would love it. Have I you ever found one? I, I, they, they must be really, really unique. Um, somebody said chocolate milk. Oh. <laughs> and that must be one of our athletes must be a cross-country runner actually yeah, they love be. the chocolate milk it must be uh two people said water they just like the water in the athletic training just room water i water you can't water, get it anywhere else boy you cannot yeah. get it anywhere else except the athletic yeah. training room it's amazing it's like there's not so an much endless better. amount of water everywhere um and one really outside the box answer not outside the box bad but outside like somebody put some time and thought into this yeah and I, I found it i think it was a great answer they said the team atmosphere like the camaraderie of it of the athletic okay. training i thought it was a fantastic i don't know maybe maybe you fed it to somebody i don't know i just think sometimes it can be kind of a cool atmosphere in the athletic training room i think if you do it right 
So I think, I, I'm I, all I think for a it. lot of the times there can be a really cool team atmosphere in a training room. I loved I loved being so <laughs> I just found another funny one. Someone said rub downs. <laughs> <laughs> I love the rub downs. They would F Their the rub words, downs. not mine. Forget forget massages, rub I, downs. I mean, some of my favorite moments of my career were just like a bunch of guys in the training room and having fun. I think I think it was great. So I, I Oh, there one person did say the TV. Nice. I did, yeah, it's down Good at the bottom them. of the list here. Good for the them. TV. Depends Anything on else? what's on the TV. Ooh, it's it's very dependent on what's on the TV. You have you always have movies. I tried to have movies as much as possible unless there was like a specific show that we were like watching in the training room. Like for for a while it was uh what's the fantasy football show? The League. Yep. We had the league going on for a while, and that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done other shows in the in the training room or athletic training room. Like it's really fun to just watch some Family Guy or some Seinfeld or we always, any, anything anybody can just laugh at. Friends, they can quote. Friends is a big one for yeah, us. Yeah, or right? H, or HGTV. Oh, yeah, there we you have go. a lot of HGTV. Absolutely. Hey, let's learn how or to like, um, a bathroom. Um, like the Hunter shows, like the uh, the the meat meat man. Well, where they're like going, like refurbish things or finding oh, things, storage, stuff? anything where yeah. you're going into like storage oh. and finding things, refurbishing sure. them, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're big mm-hmm. on that at the U. Yeah. <laughs> the U double M. WM. So, um, <laughs> hey, let's get on to some success. Yeah, let's talk huh? about our, our main topic. Let's go. Hi, Chad. <laughs> did you go somewhere? I did. I went downstairs. <laughs> um, that's where I live, by the way. Um, <laughs> success as an athletic trainer. Yeah, it's tough to define, huh? Yeah, but I think you you get senses and glimpses yeah. and feelings on what what's important. I think there's there's been a few times in my career that I've had to legitimately prove my success and I've tried to do it with you know days that maybe athletes did not lose due to injury yep or um, averaging a hamstring that injury that we got back in 20 days on average versus 28 days according to everybody else well it's funny Um, because your setting sure is and I know we've had conversations off air, off microphone about this. Is everything is a dollar amount in that setting? Yes. May I mean in professional sports? In professional sports, yeah. it's X amount of dollars, player dollars lost for correct know, due to injury. Correct. So you, you, you have actual tangible it. evidence mm-hmm. of, hey, you know what? I this is where we're at compared to the yep, which is it's a very unique way of thinking about success yeah i was very proudly part of a group of athletic trainers that was voted best in the league multiple years and not only that we put we could figure out a dollar amount of how much we saved the organization and we legitimately over a 10-year span gave them one free year of salary like player salary by reducing the amount of injuries which was really fun to be able to like, holy crap, look at that. This is what we did. Um, but that kind of success only lasts for so long in my, in my mind. Mm-hmm. I think when we think about the success that we can have as an athletic trainer, it is such, it's more about what did we do? What did we impart? And um, how did we affect the people that are who we work on, right? Like, like every day, right? It's such an emotional yeah. connection that we, oh, yeah. we have with our mm-hmm. athletes. Yeah. Um, and I think that gets lost sometimes. I think there's times when we can easily say, when we get an athlete back from injury and we take them from evaluation on the field to first, first treatments to rehab, 
to back to field, RTP, return to play. I mean, we've all had that, those moments, and that's a success, right? But now, what do we do that's different, or what, what experiences have you had, Chad, that mm-hmm. you describe as being successful? Yeah, I've, I have three kind of general ones, well, two specific ones, and then one kind of more general thing that I kind of always, I don't necessarily say like keep track of or that I need to validate my career, but that kind of make me proud. Um, one is I like figuring out how many athletes that I've worked with that have been able to advance to the next level, nice. get drafted, like whether it. it's, uh, you know, how many professional athletes that I've worked with. Yep. Um, because it kind of lets me know that I kind of help somebody achieve some, some of their success. Mm-hmm. And I want to, even if it's just 1% of their success, I just feel like I, I was able to share in it, you know? Yes. So, um, you know, the athletes that have gone on to the next level, that's one. Okay. Um, the second one that I had written down was we had a coaching change with one of the sports um, several years ago. And we went from a coach that was really, really highly respected um, to a coach that made it three years and then was let go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a pretty troubled time um, for the program. Yeah. Without giving away too many more details. It just the, it, it was a bad fit between the coach and the program. Right. And I had one athlete that said that came up to me her her senior year and said I would have left if it was if it wasn't for you. Wow. That's how much she disliked um what was going on with the coaching situation, but she's like Damn. if it wasn't for you, I I would have left. And so it was the first time I went, wow, I really can't have an influence. Yeah. working with these people. Holy crap. Um, so that was that was a kind of a cool situation. Um, and I heard it from a, a couple other people that same year as well. Um, so I just, it was, that was rewarding to me. Uh, lastly, um, and this is, this is kind of a, a difficult one for me to talk about, actually. I know I'm usually pretty... Um, Calm, cool, and collected? Yeah, no, I try and keep things <laughs> lighthearted, but this one's tough. Um you working with an athlete that um, was going through a tough time emotionally, mentally, mm-hmm. um, suicidal. Yeah. Um, multiple suicide attempts. And I, I was kind of there the, the, at the rock bottom moment. Sure. Um, and I can, I mean, luckily they're, they're, they're still around. Uh, and I've, and they've told me that um, if it wasn't for me that they wouldn't be. Right. And I think um, sometimes we lose sight of the fact of what's really, really important. And and we don't, mental health doesn't always come up in in terms of when we think about injuries right away. We think of ACLs and ankles and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And just being prepared for some of those other situations. Um, And to be honest, you just do the best you can. Um, But to hear somebody say, if it wasn't because of you, I I wouldn't be alive, that that kind of, um, that means a lot to me. Uh, I hope so. So why don't you bring us back up? (laughs) (laughs) So I, I would like to, um, jump off of that a little bit in that I think I valued my success on whether or not I assisted my athletes in growing, not only, uh, physically like becoming, Maybe a better athlete than they thought they could be. Oh, when you but, said I thought you were going like growing like in size and stature, like they like Oh yeah. Incredible Hulk. Yeah, totally. I mean I wasn't pro sports. Yeah. <laughs> Never <Okay>. mind. Um, <laughs> um no, legitimately, like this idea of being able to even an older athlete in my world help them in their maturation process as an athlete, physically, mentally, emotionally, um, and even like this idea that like there's there's something else that I should be doing as an athlete. Like I've been gifted to be this extremely good athlete, 
but I should be doing more with my gifts than just playing baseball or playing soccer or playing basketball. Um, I could now become a mentor for somebody else, mm-hmm. right? And I could pass on some of this like really cool stuff that somebody's telling me and I've adopted into my practice and now like I could pass it on to somebody else. I have three or four athletes in mind automatically every time I think about was I successful as a professional baseball athletic trainer or not. And those three to five athletes, like three for sure. I like to add the other two, but in all, in all honesty, like they were, it wasn't just me helping them. Right. And so that's why I, that's why I say three to five. Um, those three athletes cemented for me of this is actually what I'm really good at. Like, what I like about athletic training is exactly what I went through with these athletes. And it was everything from I had to step out of my comfort zone in order to assist them with an injury. I had to have heart-to-heart talks with these people because either um, they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing, um, we needed to cross a bridge that both of us were not comfortable crossing. Um, we both needed to brainstorm together about what can we do to get you healthy and back on the field. Um, or we just need to vent or you need like athlete needed to vent to the athletic trainer in the office, closed door. Holy shit. Like what is happening? Like I can't, I do everything right. I'm supposed to be healthy this was supposed to be my year. Oh my gosh. Like how am I, how am I going to continue doing this sport? I love. And you guide them through that conversation. And we've talked about this. We're not equipped to do this, but I think a successful like interaction is either one, we guide you the right way or two, we just broke through the fourth wall and now (laughs) we're, we're like we're moving on to the next phase and that's all right now what do we do to get you back and right on track my success stories all have those things in common um and they all took me to this next little area of athletic training that has led me to be the athletic trainer that i am now which now i'm not in professional sports now i don't have these like 25 guys that I'm responsible for I just have patients that come into my um, clinic and I remind myself a lot of the idea that I I need to treat every one of my patients just like I treat my I treated my athletes and that we're in this together And all I really want you to do is understand a little bit more about your body, take care of yourself a little bit more, and you take ownership just as much as I want to take ownership of how you feel, right? And so my success, the way I measure my success is, did I get through to that person, athlete or patient, and teach them this like... I don't know, like, or give them this, like, skill set and enthusiasm to take care of themselves. Because right now in my, in my world, not everybody wants to take care of themselves. People, like, they want to feel better because they're sick of being in pain. Mm-hmm. But they, they need somebody to teach them this is what you should do or, like, this is how you should, like, approach taking care of yourself and sometimes that's just getting back to the basics and it can like you can transform your life right um so my success is that that way um i have the stereotypical i hope stereotypical (laughs) success stories that pop into my head too of being an intern and standing in a dugout and a pitcher comes back from an ACL injury that happened at the beginning of the year. He comes back at the end of the year, 
helps us get into the playoffs. And our assistant athletic trainer at the time and great mentor just taps me on the shoulder as we're sitting in a dugout. There's 45,000 people screaming in the stands and somebody throws a pitch and he's totally fine. He's all healthy. And he said, you're probably going to remember this for the rest of your life. And I said, okay, but I've remembered it so Mm -hmm. far for the rest of my life. Yeah. And it gives me chills every single time I I think about it. And it's like, that was a success story in my life. But when I go forward with it, it's like, how do I make that success? Like, how do I, how do I transform that to the everyday just, oh God, doing rehab exercises with this player or doing like just treating, doing more manual therapy on this athlete or this patient. And it's, if I can just transform that simple feeling of let's move forward towards you being more aware of yourself, a better athlete, a better functioning human, I just feel really successful every time that happens. I, I walk on air every time someone, one of those people walks out of my clinic now. Um, but yeah, that's why that's my success. I think that's like that emotional connection mm-hmm. and it's, it's so hard to quantify, but it's it so, it's so, it's such a good feeling. Yeah. And so I think putting a little more of a, a tangible evidence to it is, um, so our good friend, Mr. Brandon Wells. Yep. Brandon Wells. B Wells. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Vanderbilt men's basketball. Big time. Big time. Oh, man. He's so much bigger than we are. God. Miss you, B Wells. Yeah. Um, I've only met you a couple times, but you're an awesome human being. Anyway, he tweeted at us, and part of his tweet was that when those athletes come back to your school, Mm hmm or come back to your organization or come back to your clinic and they yeah. come just to say hi to you. The alumni or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They make it. And I think sometimes that goes missed of what kind of impact you had on that human being, right? That athlete just went out of their way to come back and say hi to you. And it wasn't something that they had to do, right? They wanted to do that. Clearly, you made an impact on that athlete or patient or human's life. Um, And I think there's so many times that we don't stop and appreciate that. And it can be so rewarding to know that somebody thinks that highly highly of you that not, not only... Did you help them physically get back from injuries, but they just actually want to be around you, right? I want to be on you. <laughs> I, want to, I, want to, I want to be on you. <laughs> Mr. Burgundy, you have a uh, tremendous... I have many leather-bound books. Um, yeah, we yeah got, so we I got thought a, that was really cool. We got a lot of responses right? on return to play. A lot um, of responses on return to play. And I, I think we all have those moments, right, of... Yep. God, I, I mean, this was a long journey, and I feel very successful that I helped this person through this journey. Uh, Teeks, uh, would be uh, Zephyr TK. Teeks said, the day that an athlete graduated 10 years ago calls you because they got injured and they don't <laughs> know what to do. They remember. Yeah. So yeah. Those, are, those are cool moments. Those are cool moments. I've I mean, it's a- not always cool to get that text and have to work from home, but no. the fact that they thought of you enough um, – to reach out is is pretty cool yeah i mean they because they knew if i reached out to this person either they're going to give me the time of day or two they're going to give me an answer that's actually going to help me which is really great i think it's awesome um i think the the other one that i I just wanted to mention on here here it was uh emily a uh she's a a ga that i had the opportunity to meet last year um working uh university of minnesota um she said she defines it a little bit differently as long as she's advocated for the health and well-being of the athletes and not like really 
on the end result, but how she goes about it. And I thought that was kind sure. of well thought out. So yeah. thanks, Emily, for that answer. You just, you know, you get done at the end of the day going, did I do the best that I possibly could? Right. Did I try to do the right thing? Not that it worked out the right way, mm-hmm. but as long as you went into it with the right intent and you did the best you could, you live with the results. Yeah. Yeah. Be advocates for our athletes and our patients. Right. Because if we don't, there's not many people that will. No. Fun times. Yeah. You got anything else on that? I I do not. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Yep. Knowledge is king. Knowledge is king. Knowledge is king. Chad, um, I think that's the end of the show. I can't think of anything else that we missed. Right. Um, I don't know. Like, this is kind of crazy because that's all, folks. Um, <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> I'm trying to come up with all. a tagline, right? Yeah, no. We could end this. I think what we should say is follow us on the old social media platforms. Yes. Candid underscore ATC. Yep. Um, we're going to get some apparel out to some people pretty soon. Yes. We've reached out to you. Congratulations. Yep. Um, yeah, just make sure you keep listening, subscribe, yeah. follow, let your yeah. friends know that you we're know, out there. I mean, and do your best. I mean, you know, listen, listen to us on seven different platforms if you want. That's that's all great. We're way um, we're way funnier the second time you listen to us. <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know what to do. You take it, take it from here. I will like to blah blah blah. How many tries do we get at this? I don't know. I think I'm limited. I think we call that a wrap, Kevin. Good job. <laughs> that's a wrap. Yeah. I like it. Um, actually, that's going in the friggin'. That's totally an outtake. Yeah. <laughs> Why would that be an option for anything? Because most people use this for actual music. Oh, what? I didn't know that. That's why it's called Garage Band. Garage cast. Po- garage, garage cast. Garage pod. Garage talking into microphone. How about that? <laughs>